Okay. Are you almost? What are you doing? What's, what's your malfunction? My angle is different. Aha. Thank you. I was like, I was looking at yours because I'm like, okay, well, I can't tilt yeah. my back because this thing was in the way. And I'm like, what can I do to fix it? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Glad that we got the elf taken care of. I mean, I'm a cute elf, aren't I? You are a cute elf. Oh, I'm like Santa's little helper. Gonna help him empty his sack. Oh heck yes! That's I mean, what's up. I'm on the naughtiness, the naughty list for a reason. Why? Because I'm a naughty girl. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! Oh man, it's Christmas Eve. It is. It's like time for Santa to be here. I think Santa might. Well, I mean. Maybe he already came. No, he didn't. Not, not yet. <laughs> no, he did not come yet. Well, we better gonna, get the show on the road so that way Santa can come. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Santa's helper is going to come before Santa is. Oh, mm. maybe. Possibly. <laughs> Are you ready to do show number 21, uh, the Christmas episode? I am ready. Well, fucking ho, 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 bitches. It's a pineapple party. Oh, and we got polyamory, too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that, too. It's the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink Podcast. What's up, everybody? Merry fucking Christmas. It is Pedro, along with the beautiful elf... Miss Tink. Hi, everybody. And uh, it's Christmas Eve. We're getting ready to uh, do the whole jingle balls thing and uh, let Santa put all the presents under the tree. Mm-hmm. So then that way Santa can go to bed and get his sack emptied. I think that would be the best thing for Santa. Absolutely. That would be the best thing for everyone. So Santa's not grumpy in the morning. Yeah, nobody wants a grumpy Santa. No. So, uh, what do we got for the Christmas episode? Well... Anything cheerful or hey, joyful? Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I have things that are labeled that kind of sounds cheerful, but it may not end be, it may not end up being cheerful. Well, shit. I know. Pretty much par for the course for... But towards the end, the it could be sink. very... It could be very cheerful towards the end. I guess we'll have to see. I know. So, what do you got for us in our swinging segment? So in our swinging segment, I have the accidental comings. Accidental comings, like, like uh, 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 ooh, I'm sorry. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Like the couple pumps and done, and oops, <gasps> the two pump jump. Yep, just about like that. Oh, that's rough. Well, it definitely can be, especially in the lifestyle, and you definitely don't really want that to happen unless like you're purposely trying. To uh, have a baby. We don't want that. Oh, that kind of done. Yeah, that kind of done. I thought we were just talking about like, you know, coming too fast. I mean, we could talk about both, but I was thinking more on the accidental whoopsies. Oh, so like uh, filling Mrs. Claus with... uh, With some too much sugar. With some sugar cream. Yep. Oh. Yeah, oh. But not your... 
Mrs. Claus, somebody else's Mrs. Claus. <laughs> yeah. Because that's kind of where it would really be an oops. Yes, that would be where the oops is, is when it's someone else's Mrs. Claus. Ooh. Not your own. Making little elves with uh, somebody else's Mrs. Claus. Yes. That could be a problem. Just a little bit, especially when you're in the lifestyle, you're here just for fun. And yeah, we ain't trying to get no 18 year commitment out of this. Right. Like this is, this is your time to have fun and party and have a good time with getting to experience all the things you didn't get to experience because you had those kids. Right. That's uh, exactly what uh, we don't want. Uh, no, <laughs> no, we definitely don't want that. Um, but it, it does happen. And it is kind of one of those things where you need to have a backup as far as what your plan's going to be if you happen to get into that kind of situation. Okay, so let's talk about how you can get in that situation first before we talk about what you can do afterwards. Okay. So there are players out there who play bareback, which means with no protection. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think it's super popular. I don't think so, just because... Um, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of scared of, you know, getting an STD or, you know, getting pregnant. Right. I feel like from what I've heard and read, uh, it's mostly the older crowd that prefers bareback. Yeah. Kind of um, like the old school. Like they just, that's kind well, yeah, of how I mean, they, they got into it. They can't have kids anymore, so they don't care. Ah. And they just kind of roll the dice on the STD thing. All right. I mean. I mean, it's not really my style, but. No, definitely not. If that's what they want to do then i mean more power to them right um now for the younger ones that are still of childbearing age hi like me oh yeah because you're a baby i am a baby (laughs) um i think you definitely need to have a lot of trust Mm -hmm. in your play partners if you're going to play bareback oh yeah and Um, no kind of who all they're playing with too. Right. Uh, but as far as getting pregnant goes, you know, with the accidental oops, um, obviously you want to either be on birth control. Yes. As a woman. Uh, and there's or, many different forms for us to be on. Or, you know, hopefully the guy has had a vasectomy. Yes. But, you know, that's not always the case. No, I mean, I will say, though, I feel like there's a lot of guys in the lifestyle that have had vasectomies done. Right, which I, is a smart move. It, it definitely is, especially when you, you know, say you're already in a relationship, you know, you've been in there or married, whatever, for X amount of time, and you both decided, okay, you know what, we're done having kids. Like, it's just something to just do. It takes a little less stress, or it takes a little less stress. It takes the stress off of everything. Right, because, I mean... If you can't have kids and you trust the people that you're playing with, obviously bareback feels much better for everyone involved. Right. I mean, there's no lying about that. No, definitely not. (laughs) But, you know, for me, like I've had a vasectomy and if I know a woman I'm playing with is just on birth control or something, Mm -hmm. like I'm still going to wrap it up even if we're like super comfortable and we trust each other because uh, I think it just makes them feel better. Okay. Like that mental thing. Cause even though I've had a vasectomy, like I know how women freak out about things 
And I would hate for that to like bring them out of the moment if I nut in her and all of a sudden she's like, oh shit. But yeah, because she forgot I had a second. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's not something that you really like talk about. I mean, most of the time, you know, you'll ask the female, like, are you, are you on anything? Right. And, and if it does come up, it's like, hey, are you snipped? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like an in-depth conversation. Right. So I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like for you, even if you were playing with a guy that was snipped, you would still freak out. I would. 100%. And even though like the rates for the possibility of a vasectomy failing is very low. That is for whatever reason, something that's in the back of my head is what if, because I'm a what if person. Yes. And like, I would have that fear of playing with another woman that that would take her out of the moment Mm -hmm. and ruin, you know, a potential orgasm or, you know, her good time. And I almost feel like you, it would kind of go the same way if, a woman wasn't on any form of birth control even though you had a vasectomy like right. i would feel like it would be the same kind of thing for you that you would be like oh this kind of yeah i mean a little would, bit dicey in a way i mean like i fully believe my swimmers are gone but i mean we have documentation that they are <laughs> right but i mean things can grow back together it happens uh like i, I don't think it would bug me as much no no like i mean it wouldn't bug me any more than if she was on birth control like okay like i'm not really comfortable nutting in somebody else unless i'm in like a poly relationship with them right and then you know, because if something ever does happen at least you know i'm committed to that person that makes perfect sense J- just playing like i think the only way i'd be comfortable is if like I knew they had a hysterectomy or you know like, right, like something? There is absolutely <laughs> no possibility. Like it's gone. That baby factory is shut down completely. There's no way to get those doors open. Exactly. Like, and if that's not the case, mm-hmm. then nine times out of ten, I'm gonna wrap it up. I mean, no matter probably, who it is, it's probably a good idea. And okay, so what if it was somebody who you play with often? Like you're not in a poly amorous relationship with like them. how often? Like every time that you would see them at a party and you would play with them, like so basically like back when we went to parties, like every other weekend, like yeah, that kind of, yes, okay. that kind of atmosphere. What would you do then? I mean, it depends on how active they are with other people. Okay. But that's mainly on the STD side of things. That's not like the pregnancy thing because okay. I feel like if we're that close where we play like every other week, mm-hmm. um, at that point, if they're not playing with a bunch of other people, I mean, you're pretty close at that point. Okay. Like you may not have a relationship with them, like a romantic one, Mm -hmm. but if you're fucking every other week, I mean, at what point do you be like, you know, if I was dating this girl, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, I don't really want to be using a condom anymore. Right. I mean, I don't know. I would probably want to go bareback at that point. Right. Like if I'm not playing with other people and I know she's not really playing with anybody else. I mean, at that point it's like. Like you're kind of dating, but you're not. Right. I mean, (laughs) we might as well enjoy this. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that idea, that concept right there kind of makes sense. Instead of, you know, it taking me an hour to get off Mm -hmm. because I have a condom on and her not being able to feel, you know, my fat head because there's a condom you know, smushing it <laughs> smushing it um yeah I, 
I, I think in that case, it would eventually go to where we would play bareback. Mm-hmm. But it would always be in the back of my mind if she was like on birth control or something. Mm-hmm. Like, what if? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like I said, I'm confident in my vasectomy. And I would hope that whoever I'm playing with, I would trust them enough that they're good with their birth control. Like if it's a pill or whatever, that they take it every day. And Yes. And I do know there there's a lot of females that I've spoken to that when it comes to birth control, the pill form seems to be the hardest one for them to do. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to remember to take it around the same time every day. Yeah. I mean. And, and that's tough because life gets in the way. I mean, this is true, and that's why they they do have the Nuva Ring, and they have Next Plan on, and they have a couple other different options. IUDs and there is the IUD, um, and I'm gonna just put out my personal opinion when it comes to that. Be very cautious with that one because of the fact that it migrates. Yes, and we've heard that. Yeah, there's been multiple. But there's other women who fucking swear by it, so it's, and, and it's true. And it's up to you. Yeah, I mean, you just decide, you know, you do weigh your, your pros research. and cons and do your research, exactly. Um, and also, please keep in mind, and I, our doctors fail us women all the time, if you take an antibiotic, it will cancel out your birth control. Yes. So please, if you're, if you're playing with other people and you're not looking to get pregnant by them, and, you know, even if they are, you know, a, a person that you play with all the time, you do need to use some form of a backup. So mm-hmm. either use a diaphragm for a female or you need to use a male condom or if you're just dead set on playing bareback have plan b yeah waiting the next day yes yes <laughs> go get your box of plan b i mean you can get it over the counter now you don't need to have like yep. a doctor visit or a prescription for it yep. um just that way be you're proactive safe. you know i mean i i don't really feel like many people would take that route but yeah you never know there's some die hard you know I can't use condom people. Yeah, I, there's definitely some that are like that. And it could be a number of different reasons, whether it's preference or because they're allergic and haven't found something that works, whatever. Right. And I, I think some of the people that don't like wearing condoms, you know, that are dead set against it. Mm-hmm. I, I think they are the ones who really need to find their people and kind of stick with their people. Yes. Just because, I mean, it's it's dangerous to play with a ton of people bareback. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, just common sense. I mean, we all should have been paying attention when we had our whole sex ed class in elementary school and how everything multiplies with more people that you're with. Right. <laughs> like your chances get higher and higher and higher and it doesn't stop. You didn't pay very close attention to that in school. Hey, I did too. You just chose to ignore it. When you were a teenager. Yeah. Back in your hoe days. My hoe days. And now I'm in the lifestyle when I can be a hoe and I'm like, let me be picky choosy. I know you're less of a hoe now than you were in high school. I know. Uh, I'll tell you. I did the complete opposite. Damn kids. Hey, we have to learn the hard way first. So I have a question for you. Yeah. How about you? Like who would it take or what would it take for you to play bareback with somebody? Because you're on birth control. I am. So, like, what would be your conditions if you were going to do that? Mm. So, I think I would have to be kind of in the same situation where I would have, like, an ongoing relationship with that person. Not just 
swinging with them. Like I couldn't do it that way because it's in my head, it's too much of a risk because, you know, you want to hope that they're going to tell you the truth that, you know, they had X amount of play partners on, you know, last week they've been tested, you know, every three months or whatever. And you want to believe that. Okay. Um, but I think I would mentally be able to comprehend it better and just kind of feel more comfortable with it if it was where I knew it was just me and that person. Gotcha. So you would have to basically be in a poly relationship with somebody. Yes. Yeah. And it's a lot because I'm so scared of STDs Mm -hmm. and it's a real thing. It's, it's basically, okay. Like having a kid, except maybe you have more, uh, health issues and you may not be able to play anymore if you were to get something. So what about like, let's take it back to last week. Okay. The open relationship thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. So like basically it's your fuck buddy. Mm -hmm. What does that entail? Like condoms. So it's basically just like swinging then for you. Yeah. Even if it's like, even if you're with this person, you know, for say like a year, but if we're or six months to a year, if we're just fuck buddies in the back of my head, I'm going to be wondering, you know, okay, say there's a time that we weren't able to get together. I mean, they're able to go and fuck somebody else too. Right. So what if they didn't use anything with that person? You know, that kind of would make me be a little bit leery and it would kind of like you had said, you know, it takes you out of the, the moment because you're thinking about things that aren't really turning you on. Right. And so that's why I, I would have to be in a definite polyamorous relationship with that person. And whether it be, you know, a triad or have it be a quad, anything like that, where I knew everybody involved and everybody was, you know, definitely still being tested just to be on the safe side. So what if it was like a V thing? Like what if it was a V relationship? So like, you know that person has nothing to do with me Mm -hmm. and you're dating them. But what if they're dating someone else? Oh, that's a good one. That, you know, cause then like, that's where you get into the whole fluid bonding thing and all that. Yeah. So that could go a couple different ways. And the reason I say a couple different ways is because one if everybody say there, you know, there's a V, me and you are together, and then I'm seeing somebody else, and they're seeing somebody else, then I would want everybody to be on the same page, kind of the same thing. Like, okay, well, nobody else has seen anybody else. Everybody still got tested at least once a year if we're just sticking with each other. And then I feel like then that would be okay to not have to use any kind of protection i would still stay on birth control just because it gives me a peace of mind well yeah um but um well obviously because my tubes aren't tied and they're not gone so i would have to stay on it um unless the guy had a vasectomy and we again were together for a long time and there was not going to be any chance and i'm really good about taking my birth control where like i mentally can know 15 minutes before or 15 minutes after my time frame and i've been doing the same time since i was 16 so it's just like ingrained in my head um but my other thing that i would have to kind of think about is when you do a fluid bonding especially in my case I'm super sensitive when it comes to other females and also when it comes to the pH from semen. 
So that can easily set me off. Um, so when it comes to bringing in another female, we have to deal with BV. So that could be another potential thing that I'd have to worry about because I'm so susceptible to getting things easily like that. Um, even though I'm super hygienic, um, I take everything to support myself. I drink as much water as I can. Um, that would still have to be something I'd have to be like, okay, there's only one other female I have to worry about. And as long as like once time builds up between us, it usually is. Right, okay. I'm not talking about females though. Well, no, I'm saying if my partner yeah. besides you is seeing another female mm-hmm. and they're not using anything, there is potential that there could be. Not unless they didn't wash themselves between seeing them and seeing you. Well, I would hope he would wash himself <laughs> in mean, between and I would know because I would smell it. So right. then I guess in that case, no, if it was just like, if we had a triad, then I guess that, that, Right. scenario would come into play yes but yeah that that would be my how i would go about it okay so now I, I think what most of our listeners would probably be concerned with is let's say in a swing scenario mm-hmm. you're doing a full swap and let's just say the condom breaks and Fuck. you don't realize it you know and he comes and he pulls out and the condom is you know ripped and uh-huh you're like, oh shit. Like, how do you handle that? I mean, because I, I think there's a right way to handle it and there's a not so right way, but how would you handle it? Okay, so I'd have to ask first, am I on birth control or not on birth control? Yes, you're on birth control because okay. any sensible person should be okay. if they're swinging. Yes, okay. So basically, um, as long as I'm taking my birth control, I shouldn't have an issue. However, I have done research that says that even in a situation like that, you would piggyback your birth control with plan B. So in that case, like, whoops, shit happens. I'd probably go take a shower just because mentally it would make me feel better. Um, Clean myself with some water and some soap. And then I would go get plan B um, just to make sure I cover my bases. I mean, accidents do happen. Okay, so you wouldn't be, like, mad at the guy or freaking out and... I mean, I would be freaked out, but I'd have a plan. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking, like, freaking out in the moment, like, causing a scene during, like, what's going on. I don't know if I would cause a scene, but I know there would be a little bit of panic in me. But, like, the fact that I'm on birth control and I am good... I would have to just kind of remember that though. So I definitely might have to be talked down a little bit. Be like, hey, it's, it's okay. Like we were good. We, we can figure out what to do. Like we're not gonna have an issue. Okay, cause like the way I see it going mm-hmm. when that happens, I mean, obviously as a guy, you apologize. You okay. know, because some people say, well, you know when a condom breaks. Not always. No, you don't. Like because, I've, I've had one happen to me before and well, no, I didn't know. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about as a guy. Well, no, I meant like the guy didn't say anything because right. he didn't know. Right. But let me talk as the guy. Okay. Okay. Talk as the guy. Talk as the guy. Because <laughs> you don't have a dick. <laughs> nope. So, just the strap on. As a guy, mm-hmm. when you are fucking, when you're getting, you know, close, you can't tell if you have a condom on or not. Oh. Like, because the sensation is so heightened because you're about to come you just don't realize it oh and 
when you uh, start to get close, you know, you get the, the pre-ejaculate, your pre-cum. Right. Which lubes the inside of the condom. Gotcha. So it gets even slipperier inside the condom. Mm. Okay. So that feels a lot like being in a wet vagina. Okay. So you don't know. When you do know is when you come because it's not balled up at the end of your dick. Ah. Like it it can actually shoot. <laughs> okay. Like that's how you know because when you come in a condom, like you know it's being trapped. Okay. It's not going anywhere. You can feel it around your head and everything else. Okay. But without a condom, it just goes and ah. disappears. You're like, oh, you know, like until it fills up the vagina and then you're like, you know, squishy, squishy. <laughs> but that's the only way that you know. Okay. But at that point, once you come, you're like, oh shit, sorry. Yeah. It's a little too late by that point. Cause it's not like you can stop it once it starts. But I feel like the right thing to do is, you know, the guy apologizes to him says, you know, shit happens. Mm-hmm. Like I'll take care of it. And doesn't cause a scene doesn't freak out on the guy the husband or boyfriend doesn't freak out Mm -hmm. like because that doesn't help the situation at all no like it's already done right and there's not much you can do to prevent it so why get mad and upset like go clean yourself out (laughs) go to the store tomorrow get a plan b and you're good to go like condoms break it's a super thin piece of rubber like shit happens i mean i've been lucky i've only had it occur to me once i've had it occur like three or four times well i'm glad you probably handled it very well well i mean it wasn't a swing thing so it didn't matter Hmm. but it was just with girlfriends but they were all on birth control so it didn't matter but that's how i think it should be handled because there are those people that will freak out cause a scene you know and Um, then it makes for bad vibes at you know the club or right. the party or wherever you're at or even like the next time you go out yeah i mean there's nothing you can do about it like these things happen yeah they're accidents like it's not like the guy pulled out of you took his condom off stuck it in and nutted in you like that's a different story yeah that, that's a completely <laughs> different story and if that happens then by all means get mad oh yeah definitely like but I don't really see that happening. You know, it's more the condom break scenario. Yeah. And if you're playing bareback, I mean, unless you specifically state, don't come in me, mm-hmm. you know, but even then shit happens. If you're in a position, you can't get out. Like, right. Whose fault is it? <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I, and I could be totally wrong because, you know, like you said, I don't have a dick. I feel like not everybody's great at pulling out. No, I mean, like, I feel like that's a skill. <laughs> like, I'm really good at it, but yeah, you are. There's times where there's just nothing you can do. Mm. Like, it just hits you out of nowhere, and you just don't have time to like, and move. You don't have time. Like, I can pull out mm-hmm. really fast. Like, if if that happens to me, but that first shot is going to be in you. Yeah, like as you're pulling out, like that first bit that comes out is is going to be inside. Yeah. And then the rest, you know, will be all over your belly, but, or your ass, whatever mm-hmm. position we're in. But I mean, that first shot, if it comes on that fast, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere, 
and it happens sometimes like you can't control that like you think you're doing good you're doing good you're like i'm not even close and all of a sudden you're like oh oh, 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 oh shit <laughs> is that how that goes it, it, it's exactly how that goes <laughs> and you're like what the fuck happened with that devil vagina magic <laughs> it's that gluck gluck 3000 <laughs> well that would be fine because then that's in your mouth oh well what's the other term then <laughs> what's the other term for it i don't know there's another one I, don't know I mean, there's the gorilla grip vagina. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. You know, but it sounds it doesn't sound as fun. It, it just it just happens though. So, like, you can't always predict when you're gonna nut. Well, I mean, for that, the most part, you can, but there's always that off chance where you're just like, shit, <laughs> like I did not see that coming. <laughs> I mean, I'm almost 40 years old, and it still happens. Hey, sometimes it's just really good then. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I've had it happen when we're fucking, you know, it's like, I'm doing good. Like, we're 30 minutes in. I'm like, I'm not even close. I'm going to fuck this bitch for an hour. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like 45 seconds later, and I'm like, oh, oh, fuck. No. Okay. Night-night time. Night-night <laughs> <laughs> time. That sounds about like what happens. Yep. Yep. We're doing really good. I came a few times, and then all of a sudden, you were done, and then passed out. Yeah, well, you know. Can't help it. I don't know. Sometimes it just comes on quick and <laughs> you're like, wow. Wow. I was not ready to do that. Because <laughs> like, as a guy, you have this whole plan in your head. You're really? Like, yeah, you have I'm a gonna, plan? Oh, well, yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get her to do this. Every time you have a plan? Oh, yeah. Really? If you don't have a plan, what are you doing with your life? I mean, I'm just going for the feeling of it because it feels great. So, I mean, that's my only plan. And I mean, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I want to come like 10 times. Like, no, I'm like, I know I'm going to come at least twice. So like, I'm, I don't care where it happens or how it happens. I just know what's going to happen. Must, I'm just there for the ride of feeling it. Must be nice. <laughs> I know I'm going to come at least twice. Santa brings me presents. <laughs> All right. So don't play bareback if you're worried about getting pregnant. Correct. And make sure that if you're worried that something like that's going to happen, have your plan B yep. ready for the action to take control over it. And accidents do happen. So yeah. don't get mad about it. Don't get mad. Handle it like an adult. Absolutely. Everything will be just fine. Yes. You'll be slightly internally panicking, but it'll be fine. Yes. So, all right. Good segment. <laughs> what do you got for us in the poly realm? All right. In the poly realm. So poly poly. poly. Sorry. All right. This was something that I found kind of interesting. So someone wrote in a group that we're in, it says they're in need of some help and advice. Her boyfriend and her were looking for a partner for them to share. And he happened to bring in an old friend without warning and without discussing it with her. And she says that they aren't a fit for her. She said she voiced that they were making her feel like the third wheel and uncomfortable. And then they had spent about two hours talking her down by them. Yeah, they were talking her down like she was making a big deal out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what I wanted to talk about with that is, you know, when you're trying to get into a polyamorous relationship, you kind of can't just be like well one person's gonna bring in 
whoever they want and just kind of be like, well, this is who I chose and I want you to get along with them and I want you to have a relationship with them as well. I mean, you can't do that? No. Oh, fuck. That's like throwing like cats and dogs together and be like, "Ah, they'll be all right. Like sometimes, but if they really don't. There goes my whole plan. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do now. Oh, shit. I guess you're going to have to rethink it. I was just going to bring home a random hoe and be like, here you go, Tink. Fucking deal with it. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'm thinking you're going to have a dump, like a huge fire going on in the house. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. So you mean like we actually have to like get to know people and date people? and You kind of do. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Well, sometimes. And then the other thing is, is like, if it's an old friend. Oh, yeah. Or even an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Probably shouldn't bring that in, period. So, you mean like you'd be upset if I brought my ex-wife in? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I still want to run her over with a freaking car. I mean, you could run her over with your strap on. I would have to have a really, really big one. Yes, you would. Yes, that is I'd have to like go through and dig out like my big ass black ones and like just use that for her. Why you got to bring race into it? Because it's the biggest one I have. <laughs> it has nothing to do with race. It just happens to be a black one that Amazon shit the Amazon uh, sent to me. Oh, okay. When I was doing the whole tester thing, <laughs> yeah, I so, could not take it, but I bet you she could. Yes, I know she could. <laughs> I just have to figure out how to get it on my strap on without it like pulling my whole harness off because it's kind of heavy. You got to hold it. That's what. What? That's what the guys with big dicks do. They hold their dick when they fuck. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. No. They got to hold the base so that it stays straight. No, I'm already, like, when I use the strap-on that I like to use, like, I got a whole, like, motion with it. And, like, I got it working for me. Like, I don't want the extra, like, hey, hang on. I can't, like, grab your ass and, like, rub your clit at the same time as me thrusting into you. Because, you know, I got to hold this monster cock because it just can't support itself. Like, hey. no, I don't want that life. Those are the struggles of having a big dick. Man. Plus, I also like getting really close. And I feel like with those, you can't get close. Yeah, well, that's why you got to be like me and have a little dick. And you can get right up in there. I mean, I wouldn't consider it a little dick. But I would say you can get all up in there. And it's it's amazing. (laughs) I ain't complaining. All right. So bringing an old friend or an ex into a poly dynamic is probably a bad idea unless. Oh, there's an unless. Unless it was a mutual friend. Okay. And there was interest from both people in the original relationship okay at some point okay now granted the person who brought this old friend in definitely should have talked to their nesting partner and been like hey yeah what do you think about you know dating so and so yeah instead of just being like hey i'm dating her and so are you now (laughs) yeah or or just like not even us like saying like hey you're dating her now too but just like you're going to have to figure it out a way to make things work. And that I feel is just not something. Isn't that the same thing that I said though? (sighs) (laughs) I mean, I guess in a way, but I'm just kind of thinking like, okay, you may not be able to date, but like, you're not going to just jump right in to date the person. Like you want to even maybe just be friends. Like I'm thinking you could at least have that first. 
if anything because what if like it doesn't even get to being able to date and like she had well, right. that well, to him that's that's the correct way to do it but that's not what this person did no they brought somebody in and said hey this is your girlfriend now basically yeah in a roundabout way that's basically it but i don't, I don't know that's just a whole mess to be honest um yes i think that that person that ha had that happen to mm -hmm. should communicate very clearly to their nesting partner that they are not down with that whole scenario mm -hmm. and if that is a problem for the other partner then they need to go their separate ways I, I agree. Um, because that was a uh, pretty bad breach of trust and communication there. You definitely. know, to bring someone in and expect them to have a relationship. Yes. And the, the fact that they didn't even sit down as a triad to communicate everybody's side on, you know, what they were looking for right. is not okay either. Because how are you supposed to Right. And function? the other... The other couple, the the man and his new girlfriend, mm -hmm. were basically talking shit to the nesting partner because she wasn't on board. Right. I mean, that's Red Flag City. R okay, I mean, yes. Like, that should have been an end of discussion at that point. Like, hey, if that's what you want, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be the two of you and I'm out. Yes. Yep. I mean, it sucks to have to do that. But I, I don't feel like in that situation, unfortunately, it would not occur again. So say, right. I mean, okay, that, this time he goes, okay, all right, whatever. We won't see each other. And, you know, I won't make you see her. Doesn't mean he won't try doing it. Right. Again. I mean, because he obviously does not respect her and her wishes. No, so definitely not. That's a, that's a bad time waiting to happen. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, like in our situations the women that i started dating first were also interested in you right but they just didn't either show it right away or they wanted to date me first because they're more comfortable with guys yeah and then they wanted to get to know and date you mm -hmm. so and we've had like, that happen a few times right so I, I feel like we've done it ethically in the relationships that we've had like it was never a, hey, I'm going to go date this person and you are too. No, it was one of those where I was kind of left as a, an open option, um, especially if that other person was also interested and everything was always talked about up front. Um, and then right. like on the females end, we were able to, you know, communicate just, you know, socially basically before anything more either occurred or maybe it didn't because we just didn't click right because they definitely found you attractive like mm -hmm. when when i would start dating them they would make it known that they thought you were very attractive and you know a couple of them weren't openly bi mm -hmm. they were more bi curious yeah and they were like you know i think i'd like to try having a girlfriend Mm -hmm. And then that's when you and them started talking and mm -hmm. getting to know each other and then finally started to date. Yeah. But that's the correct way to do it. Not to force somebody into a relationship. 
Yeah, I almost feel like doing it the correct way, which is the way it should be done, is like taking little baby steps. Or at least well, that's yeah. how I see it. I mean, it's just like monogamous dating. You yeah. don't just meet somebody and be like, hey, bitch, you're my girlfriend now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't no, work it, that way. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. So it's stupid to think that you could do that in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, where I feel in a polyamorous relationship, your communication is so much stronger because you literally have no choice but to communicate with your partner with everything and all partners for that matter. Right. I mean, that you have to communicate. Mm-hmm. There's more than two people, so... Everybody needs to be on the same page. There has to be, you know, double the communication. Yeah. And the more people there is, the more you have to communicate on top of that. Yes. You know, which is why for me, I like two. That's... That's plenty for me. That definitely sounds like a reason why I like only two, because I have a hard enough time communicating with you sometimes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> You're very bad at it. I am. <laughs> so, like, is there um, something that we want to say about this whole situation, like, as far as people that are potentially looking to be a polyamorous or they're just starting out their journey aside from what we just discussed in this? I mean, like, what's the takeaway on so on this post? The takeaway on this post that I have for it is when it comes to wanting to bring in somebody else, definitely discuss it first with your partner. Don't just jump the gun because you maybe felt like they would be okay with it. And also don't, bring in exes or don't bring in like friends from the past that maybe has not really had good vibes towards your nesting partner because you're looking to set up a failure for that triad or quad whatever you're trying to do um and you're also potentially going to damage your own relationship just because you're you know putting your other half in a situation where they're uncomfortable they feel like they're not being listened to they may even feel like they're being replaced and that they're being disrespected i agree with all of that that was well said and uh i I know these poly segments are a little short (laughs) but i feel like without getting into a bunch of other topics right that are involved in polyamory it's hard to keep going on like these singular experiences <laughs> yes um and i don't really think we have a whole lot of polyamorous listeners i think a lot of our listeners are swingers and kinksters mm-hmm. so um until we start getting some emails going hey motherfucker <laughs> we want more polyamorous shit then we're just going to keep it short and sweet on the poly stuff. Okay. Because I think that's a good plan. That's kind of our jam. Yeah. Not so much our listeners at this point. Um, now, I hope you have something fun for the BDSM and kink segment. Fun, huh? Yeah, fun. <laughs> like F-U-N. <laughs> so the BDSM that I, the topic that I wanted to talk about with that is something we touched on a few episodes ago which was the 24-7 lifestyle of being in the BDSM so whether it be a dom and a slate uh, I'm sorry 
a dominant and a submissive or a master and their slave. Okay. And the different aspects that come along with both of them, because some people that do a 24 seven lifestyle do it throughout every aspect of their day and their household where Mm -hmm. There is also a small portion portion that just does it strictly in the bedroom, and there's different very there's different variants of you know how each dynamic works, and you know a dominant and a submissive may do it completely different than how a master and a slave does it. Right, and then they also go by you know what they are trying to get out of it as well. Mm-hmm. So like in our situation, um, me, I started out as being a submissive to you, um, and about how many years, probably about for about two years, two years. And then I, and I switched over to being a slave around like the three year mark. Yeah. Like two and a half, three years. Right. And for us, we tried doing it just in the bedroom. In the very beginning. Right. Like in the first six months. (laughs) Right. And a lot of that was just because of our living situation where it was easier to just. No. 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 It was because you were brand new to BDSM and you didn't want to give up that much control. Oh. Yeah. Now I remember that part now. (laughs) Well, I mean, we were also like living with my parents, so. Right. But that had nothing to do with it. It was mainly the whole me not fully wanting to be like, you own me. (laughs) Well, at that time, it was just a dom-sub dynamic. So Mm -hmm. you just didn't want me to have more control than just in the bedroom. You just wanted me to be in control during sex. Yes, I remember that. Very That was a very short uh, phase that I went through. It was like six months. To be that short. it's all relative i guess but it uh yeah like it lasted basically for about a month after i moved in with you and that's when i started getting more comfortable and then starting to need more right so then then it moved into you know me kind of telling you what to wear and yes. how to do your hair and and like the tasks that I needed to do for the day right because you were really bad at doing them yeah so I definitely needed that structure I and you were bad with time management I was very bad at time management and money management oh yeah I, yes but it took a good year or so to get into that aspect of it to where I was kind of controlling all aspects, all aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But then once I did, uh, you were like, holy shit, like I've needed this. Yeah. It was kind of like the eye opener. Um, and I think, was that at the point then where I was like, okay, I want to do this all the time. Like, and I wanted it be where you had all say all control yeah i mean i'm pretty sure it was like i said like a month or so after i moved in with you so around the five six month mark Mm -hmm. of us being in 
that dynamic, you were like, uh, I want more, not just in the bedroom. I believe that the exact moment when that happened was you had me in the bed, pinned down with your hand around my throat, asking me if I wanted to be your slave. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Am I thinking of a different time? Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I, I did do that. Yeah, yeah. But that was like two years after we started. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I was talking about. I jumped way too far ahead. Yeah. I was talking <laughs> about when you wanted to go 24-7 with the dom-sub dynamic. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, I was jumping to the really fun part. <laughs> yeah. So it was about seven or eight months into our relationship where we went 24-7. Mm-hmm. with the dom sub a dynamic then it was another probably year to year and a half before i asked you to be my slave okay. because leading up to that you wanted you know me to have more and more control mm-hmm. you had been moving along in you know your training and stuff and you wanted to experience more mm-hmm. and uh more extreme things. Yes. The things that were on my soft limits were now. But the problem was if you had a say in things, you wouldn't let me do them because you were afraid. Yeah. So you wanted me to just take full control and do it at, at my pace because you knew I would wait until I felt you were ready to do things. Mm -hmm. So that kind of took the fear out of it for you a little bit. Yeah, because then, you know, it allowed me to just, you know, let you do your thing because you had that experience and I trusted you. Right. And you you didn't have time to think about it and back out. No, (laughs) that's the key point right there is I didn't have time to think about it. Right. So, I mean, that was uh, a big turning point for you and for our BDSM dynamic because from there on i mean like we've had moments where we had to kind of not back away from that dynamic but we've had to scale it back yeah like we've had to just due to real life and you know yeah kids and bills and jobs and living situations and all that but there was still really never a time where i couldn't tell you you know what i wanted you to do and you wouldn't listen Mm-mm. I mean, and that's kind of the main thing for me because I'm kind of strict and you, you definitely are, you know, which is, you know, for me, that's something that I need. Right. And you do very well with listening and following directions, even though you do slip up and I have to correct you, but I mean, I try to be part, a good girl, but every yes. now and then. I have my moments. Right. And that happens, you know, but that's a dominant or a master's job is to keep up on their submissive and slaves. And correct when needed. And correct and help them grow. And you've done a very good job at that. And then that's kind of the the thing that's nice with the 24-7 is that it does encourage you to be able to grow because, you know, the things that say like for example i'm really bad at time management you've been able to work with me and show me things to do that keeps me on task so that i get things done when they need to be done and i don't get behind i don't get stressed out because i'm behind right 
And then overall, it instills then a habit that I otherwise wouldn't have if we didn't have that as our lifestyle. Right, because you wouldn't listen to me. If I was just like your husband. Right, I wouldn't listen to you at all. You'd be like, (laughs) fuck this guy. I'm going to do it my way. Watch this. Yeah. But because you can't do that and you have to listen to what I say, Mm -hmm. you learn a lot and you learn how to do things, you know, that you wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. which for someone like yourself is a big help because you're not very good at figuring those things out. No, no. I think I overanalyze it and then I get stressed about it and then. And you make it more complicated than it has to be. Yes, I do. I don't know what is wrong with me. It's okay. That's what, that's what I'm here for. You're such a good master. <laughs> you take such good care of me. I try. <laughs> so now that's the 24 seven stuff. Yes. Now, we talked about the just in the bedroom. Yes. I still feel like that is the majority of the kinksters out there. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I, and maybe it's just because they feel like they can't do it outside of the bedroom because, you know, kids and uh, work or, you know, like we had our, a living situation. Um, or maybe they're just afraid to do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, they may not want to give up that much control to somebody Mm -hmm. and that's perfectly understandable, but when it's time to get railed, they want to lose all control. Yeah. Or the majority of it. Um, or they want to take that control, you know, if they're the dominant one. Right. Right. So I feel like for those people, there's nothing wrong with just having a dynamic in the bedroom. You know, and they may not be like BDSM dynamics, mm-hmm. but it's, it can still be a power exchange. Yes. You know, it definitely can be. E- even if it's for that brief moment of time, mm-hmm. you know, in the bedroom. And for those people, I feel like they can really benefit from watching like the YouTube videos from the submissive guide and stuff yes. on the sexual aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really need to know the service side and no, you know, and like the learning tasks management yeah. basically. Yeah. But to be good sexually in a dominant or submissive role, mm-hmm. there's definitely resources out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like and whether it's podcasts that specialize in that, um, YouTube videos, there's tons of blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would love to do like a full episode on BDSM, but I just don't feel like we have the audience for that right now. You I know? I feel like we're we're kind of in that boat too. Um, yeah. And you know that's kind of why I know, like I had said earlier before we got into the this segment on the BDSM is that we have touched base on this one before, just hasn't really gone in depth with it. But it is something that is very common that we do see, especially in the swing lifestyle, is that the BDSM and swinging kind of goes hand in hand. It can, yeah. I mean, not for everybody because there's definitely those people that are like, no, only my partner can smack my ass or pull my hair or, Mm -hmm. you know, call me a dirty little bitch. (laughs) Like, and that's perfectly fine. But then there's also a lot of couples that are like, oh yeah, like we definitely want to swap, but we want to swap these roles too. Like, is that cool? Mm -hmm. You know, can, can I top your wife? Can, you know can she top you or whatever? Mm-hmm. 
and sometimes that can be really fun you know especially if uh like you really trust those people and yeah uh you know you like you have a good relationship with them because obviously you still need all that even if you're just topping and bottoming mm-hmm. you know for a placing but it can be really hot to experience something with somebody else you know other than your main dominant or submissive or whatever because everyone does things a little bit differently yep and as long as they're playing by your rules i mean it should be fine and the other thing that's that i find kind of interesting and and cool about you know having the bdsm kind of be mixed in a little with the swinging is that there are some things that you know maybe your dominant doesn't do that another one does and as long as they get along and like there's a mutual okay this is what's okay this was this is what's not okay my submissive or whoever wants to experience this can you help with that right which we used to do that a lot at the hotel parties we did yeah because all the dominance there were like sensual dominance that and also there was like the electric play um well that's more of a sensual thing like a sensation a, a sensory play yeah, it is definitely a sensory play, but we weren't able to do it because we didn't have the supplies. Right. But I mean, like I let you do the electro play and stuff and mm-hmm. I let you go on the cross with, you know, our friends that do the sensual you mm-hmm. know, domination and all that, because that's something I can't give. Like right. I'm, I'm not a sensual person. Right. And that was like a fun experience. Um, and there's definitely, there's so many different things that you can experience in BDSM um, that, you know, opens you up to, you know, different parts of yourself that you don't know you have. Absolutely. All right. So maybe if we get enough feedback on, on all this stuff, maybe we'll, uh, dedicate like half a show to BDSM and stuff because especially if, you know, if y'all listening have questions or, yes, please ask us things like, we need to hear feedback from our listeners. Yes. Um, that way we can, you know, pick topics that we could group all together to do like half of a show with it. And that way we can give you more information on it and be able to, you know, hopefully answer the questions that you may have. Absolutely. Because we do this for you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun for us, but. If, yeah, like. Fun. Yeah, she's, she's <laughs> whipping her titties out here, you know. Oh, look, and I can make my belly balance too. Uh, fucking elves you want to (laughs) oh i'm I'm gonna fuck an elf yeah for sure probably in the ass oh (laughs) yeah have you ever heard an elf squeal oh dear no i have not but i think we might later yeah you might (laughs) speaking of squealing yes um we have another portion of that's not a sex toy we do holy shit it's been a minute it has been a minute um so this one's gonna be a little bit of a wild one and i was literally racking my brain trying to figure out of something of okay what's gonna fit and Mm, what's gonna fit right and i'm gonna see if if it would work it's a small container like the smallest size container you can get of Parmesan cheese. Parmesan. <laughs> Don't worry. It's in a container and it's got saran wrap on it. And I'm going to put a condom on it too. Just to be safe. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, we might want to have spaghetti later. <laughs> Ooh, we get some of that 
a pussy spaghetti a parmigiano. <laughs> I don't the know. Fuck? I don't know if I'll be able to use the parmesan again. Oh, I'm gonna sprinkle that shit on my spaghetti and be like, ah, oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Pussy Parmigiano. Oh my goodness. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to try it and I'm going to see if this works. Okay. Where's going to be the best place for me to go? Uh, Let's see. Let me look at my handy dandy watch here. Okay. Handy dandy watch. Just trying to find me a good spot. Yeah. Okay. Um, You're probably going to have to back up over there in the corner. Okay. I'm going to take my little headphones off. Okay. Just taking her headphones off. Just slide it over there. Like right here? Yeah, go ahead and sit down there. How's that? Okay. That should be good. That should be good? Yep. Okay. So she's grabbing the Parmigiano. And I can't really see what she's doing. She's got her back to me. <laughs> Okay, now she sat her ass down. She is putting the con. She's trying to put the condom on because it's it's kind of thick, and my condoms are not super thick. They are not magnums. Well, it also doesn't help that it doesn't really have a head. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all the same size. Okay, it's on, completely on. Wow. Okay, it's all the way on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're probably gonna need some some lubo oh, yeah. on that because that's pretty thick oh look my hair is like standing up in a mohawk what <laughs> <laughs> well that's pretty awesome I'm not gonna lie alright so I don't like that let's see I'm gonna use your phone to get a close up okay you wanna get a close up of my mohawk because I don't know why I have a mohawk there you go. Did you get the mohawk? Yeah, I got the mohawk. Yay! Okay. All right, so I'm going to do the close-up here with your phone. Okay. The far-away shot is with my phone that's recording the podcast right now. Yeah. Okay, she's putting the lube over her lips and opening because... I'm a tiny girl. She's got a tiny vagina. I do. And... I don't know. Uh, yeah. Be interesting this to see this thing go in. And she's got it at the entrance. She's trying. It's like right there. What if you slid your ass more forward? There you go. There you go. See? Kind of. Okay, so I don't think it's gonna go any in any further. So she's got it in like a quarter, if that. Like an inch or two? Yeah, like. Okay. That's not a whole lot going in. Well, you got to work it, baby. Work it. Work that Parmigiano in your Pussiano. I'm working it. I'm working it. (laughs) Your little elf is tiny. Oh, man. (laughs) It's not going any further. I bet I can make it go in further. It probably would hurt you. It probably would, and then you would have pure enjoyment out of it. I know I would. I mean, like, it doesn't feel bad. I just can't get it any further in. Hmm. She can't get it any further in. Should I help? Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Should I help? 
I'll have to edit this part out, but yeah, I'm probably going to help. See that? That's. Oh. You just gotta go nice and slow. Uh-huh. See that? Nice and slow. And apparently don't clench, okay. Well, yeah, you can't clench. Oh. 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 See, now I have almost the whole thing in. Don't lose it. Trust me. It's it's just long enough that it's not gonna okay, good. go all the way in. Because I'm pretty sure... Don't even tempt. That's about your cervix right there. Yeah, okay. That's good. So it doesn't feel terrible now that it's in. See, she says it doesn't feel terrible. So it's doable. I think for girls that get off by penetration, it would do the trick. Okay, so she's saying for the girls that get off on penetration, it would probably definitely do the trick. And especially if you like girth. I mean, it's not really shaped like a dick. It's just a cylinder. Yeah, it's just a cylinder. So there's no head to it or anything like that. But do you need some more rhythm? Maybe a little bit. Ooh. Oh, a little slower. A little slower. A little slower, she says. Are we trying to see if I'll come with it? Yeah. Okay. The problem is, is if I clench down, that's when it hurts. Well, if you clench down, that's because your muscles are wrapped around something bigger <laughs> it's gonna be a little sore you're not used to it definitely not I mean it's probably half an inch in girth bigger than me maybe a little she's working her clit at the same time as I'm using the parmigiano She's clenching down on it. I can feel when she clenches because it doesn't want to move. Trying to keep a nice rhythm to it. made her cream <laughs> she's made me cream yeah she's got some, some parmigiana cream alright so so it's doable let me get back over to your microphone yes <laughs> you put it up like that <laughs> okay, okay so what would you give that um, well, on a pinch, if you need something a little bit bigger than, say, the curling iron that we've used before, um, I think it's doable. So I'm going to give it like a, like if you're used to that size, I'm going to probably give it like a, mm, a seven. A seven. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. An eight? Yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Just because, like, it wasn't super, super uncomfortable. Just, like, the very beginning. And I think if, like, like I said, if you're used to something a little bit on the girthier side, like, that's probably going to be just fine for you. Okay. So. And how was the orgasm for you? Was it more your clit or was it? It was more my clit. So, like, I, it wasn't. 
It definitely wasn't like the same orgasm I would have if I had like a dick inside and I rubbed my clit because I think because it's, I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's plastic. I mean, it does kind of bend, but I think because it's obviously not like a dildo and it's not like a dick, um, when your muscle grabs a hold of it, it's just grabbing a hold of something kind of hard. Um, so it doesn't allow you to get more of that sensation. It was more of just like a solid amount of mass inside you. Gotcha. Okay, so you give it an eight. I give it an eight. There you go, ladies. If you ever need to, um, let me hold that up for the camera there. See, that's what we're working with. Smallest size Parmesan cheese bottle. Yeah, it is the... Uh, is that the four ounce? Uh, it's probably hard to read because I put saran wrap on it too. Yeah, you did. It's at the bottom on the left-hand side. Uh, yeah, I can't read on there. <laughs> It's net weight is 3.0 ounces. Okay. So I think it's like the four ounce. Yeah. Two or three or four ounce. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. You can fuck yourself with some Parmesan <laughs> cheese. And that was craft brand. It was. It was the craft <laughs> one. Make sure you get the craft one, guys. All right. So uh, we're going to have to figure something else out for the next time we do this. It might take me a hot minute because that one took me a while to figure out what's going to work. Yeah, see. Now, when we get up to like bigger stuff, like you're going to have to be working yourself while we're talking. Oh, yeah. About other things. Right. But like you're going to have to work yourself up with your dildos and stuff to, if you're going to go any bigger than that because that was kind of. That was tight. Tight getting in there. Yeah. And like when you clenched down, I could barely move it. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like. <laughs> God fucking <laughs> fuck yourself with this cheese <laughs> well thank you for fucking me with the cheese hey no problem that is what i'm here for thank you santa ho 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 see all you bitches next week and that's our show everybody you can find us on our socials on tiktok at ksenm and kink podcast at tink swings one and at just underscore pedro 83 we're also on Instagram at KSENM and Kink Podcast. And of course, you can find us on our OnlyFans at KSENM and Kink Podcast, which for $5.99 a month, you can go behind the scenes when we record our shows and watch all the sexy videos and uh, the toy reviews and all that. We are also going to be streaming live on OnlyFans when we do our recordings on Friday evenings. So be sure to check that out. We'd really appreciate it if you do. Um, and Tink's OnlyFans is at Pixie, P-I-X-I-E-I-N-D-I-X-I-E 69. Pixie in Dixie 69. You can also find us on SLS.com. Our username there is Pedro and Tink. Pedro and Tink.